And we are live. Uh, I have a small cock tampon brand. <laughs> well, then. Sound bites. Oh, shit. Somebody did their homework. That's not good probably Ooh. for any of us. I can't even imagine. Living in infamy. I can't even imagine what he's got for me. Hey, you said stuff, you guys though. said it. I no, didn't no, say no, it. no. Of course, of course. <laughs> Greg I'm doesn't like, know what to think. No, I can't I'm even like, imagine what he's got lined up for I'm me. Thinking like that sounds like my voice. But what the yep. hell is it? Yep, yep. These two fucking guys, master of the boards over here. Even mm-hmm. though it's just a banana, it counts. I got a Nainsky over here. This kid's Greg's got, got a banana. The kid's got like a homemade Chipotle bowl. Mm. Dirt's got a whole meal. Yep. The rudeness. Real bodybuilder. The rudeness of. The two of you having food. Can you give me the computerized water? Computerized bodybuilder. I want to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> I have to work hard and train multiple times a day and eat chicken and rice. It's like a Russian computer bodybuilder. <laughs> Where's that from? There was a YouTube video going around where it's just a computer generated voices. And it's a guy talking to a girl. She's like, Maybe we can go to the movie theater. I'm sorry, but I cannot. I have to train very hard. <laughs> and so, and like some shit like that. I forget what it's called, but if you look up, like, uh, I want to be a bodybuilder. For some reason, that just stuck, real bodybuilder, just mm-hmm. stuck in my head. So anytime, like, I see somebody doing doing the business of real bodybuilding, it makes me say, look at this guy, eating, real bodybuilder. Yeah, exactly. How's the bodybuilding going? Or the training? It's right? a constant struggle to build the body. It is. Because doesn't your body fight for a, a certain aesthetic? It doesn't want to be big. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, no, the weights and the food Maybe are the... Maybe your body. The weights and the food uh, are catalysts <laughs> to push the body out. To push the body into a, a state beyond, uh, you know, where it wants to be. It, like, uh, it reaches, like, a, a place of, like, homeostasis that it believes is, like, the ideal condition for life function and then to grow muscle beyond that uh you have to constantly prove to your body that it needs it you have to constantly eat so so the weight so the weights um the weights are like the constant so if you do if you lift weight in theory right if you lift weights often enough your body begins to believe that it needs more muscle to keep up with what your body does regularly Hmm. So that's like sort of like theoretically the evolutionary like uh, backbone and impetus for gaining muscle is to constantly convince your body that it needs muscle to survive. And then you need Twinkies, right? So like if my brain only consumes Twinkies, eventually it's only going to be able to make Twinkies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty accurate. It holds up. It's pretty accurate. Still true. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be need to be more aware of what goes in your holes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what are you just feeding the beast now? You're like, what quote? What quote can I say? Line up there. Soundbite. Can I line up there? Soundbite game is strong. I got a. Uh, oh man. I got Sco and Greg soundbite. Somebody's been doing homework. I like it. I like it. It's a layer Producer of dirt. layer of sophistication. I'm just gonna keep them there, though. Engineer dirt. Now, now I'm really on my toes because I don't know what's gonna drop. <laughs> you next. get blindsided at any second. For mm-hmm. sure, for sure. So I woke up early today at the gym and had a fucking great chest workout. Awesome. Just fucking awesome. I know a couple, couple eps ago, I was talking about the the bar feeling uh, super fucking heavy. I'm sure. I thought I was being pranked today nice. by how light the bar was. Nice. It was a, it was like, a dummy bar? It was a fucking feather. Wow. 
Like right away, I'm like, oh, okay. Because what's interesting is like, so I got this nagging, I think, rotator cuff. Like I don't even want to get it looked at because I'm worried somebody, a professional, will be like, stop everything you're doing. I want to keep going. It was because you no were, excuses. You were a, a reliever for seven seasons for the Toledo yeah, Muskets. Yeah, it's a lefty. Yeah, it's my old <laughs> my old career. Nobody I don't like to talk about that. About that. Uh, After I gave up the big one, you had the goatee. Characters. You had the goatee. Mitch Williams, they used to call me <laughs> Wild Thing, but uh, I had so I haven't been just like flat benching as much sure. for three or four weeks. I've been using like machine press, sure, just shit like that. Even like. Fly, I've been like very calculated and safe and you know what I mean? Like getting through my workout, but just making sure that I don't feel what I was feeling or make it worse. Training around it. Yes. And uh, today I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it a whirl. I had a lot of ice. It's feeling good. The ice will do it. And uh, Any irresponsible amount of ice? It was light, man. Uh, uh, everything, nice. everything felt light. I feel like I could have gone even more. Is the most progress I've made on the bench. Awesome. Good like noti- a, a noticeable amount of progress since when I started. And I think it's because it's been like a month or like three weeks since I flat benched that I was able to like see the progress. Any correlation between that and eating like a man? Could, could, could you prove that? Is there a correlation or causation? I mean, like, I have just been, uh, I mean, I eat. I eat a pretty good amount whether right, I'm training right. or not. Sure. I don't think consuming calories are my... Right, right, right. ...have changed much. That variable has been there. Okay. Now I feel like every word I say, <laughs> dirt, Dirt's brain is like, yeah. how can I turn consuming calories into a yeah. fucking... It's the photo of Zach Galifianakis in the casino where all the numbers are around him. You ever see that? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's got. That's what's going on. The calories? You oh. just with the possibilities? Yeah. What's go? Wait a minute. What's going on in terms of the tally of calories that uh, Sko's consuming on a regular basis, so as to feed the machine, or uh, that we're just haunted by? I dumped two hundred thousand dollars worth of cocaine on a table in front of strangers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know you said that. Yeah, it's about Marilyn Manson. I can, there you I go. Can place, the, place the exact reference. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, now this whole podcast has just turned into a vehicle. No, 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 no. For I'm done. No, 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 no. It's, it's no, fine. Sorry, it's fun. It's fun. It's good stuff. It's a layer of sophistication to what we do. Mm-hmm. I like it. But um, I'm like getting to the point where I will attempt to bench my body weight. Nice. Which is my first hey, mental goal. goal. Fantastical. I'm like, I want to get to that yep. point and then from there. Not quite there yet. It's all right. But. It's a big end route. These are all like you know. Uh, there's these important um, milestone. milestone moments when you're lifting. You know, and it's like that's certainly one of them. Something I was uh, noticing lately, right? I think it's part of like uh, the evolution um, of a lifter as they grow more and more comfortable with what they're doing and with their process with the weights and whatnot, right? Yep. Um, where I was uh, noticing that. If, uh, you know, from time to time, I think you're like, uh, you get into a groove in terms of regimentation where you think, okay, I'm going to go train whatever body part. So that means I got to do this, 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 and this, right? Some combination of various exercises, right? And like every so often I just kind of like to just do one exercise 
and the whole workout will just be one exercise. Interesting. And like, you know, it's got to be an effective exercise. Like squats. Right. Like, so there have been times where, you know, a particular leg workout might just be 12 sets of squats and that's the whole workout. And uh, there's a certain purity to that, right? Mm -hmm. And it almost like, if you can get past the anxiety of like uh, how you've been conditioned to think you need to do all these various exercises and instead just focus on this one exercise, it's sort of liberating. Yeah. So like, for example, uh, today we have a, a training day event at Bergen County Barbell, um, which is Chris Delafave's Barbell Club. And, uh, you know, while we go there and do the thing to promote the brand, we're probably going to try to sneak a workout in as well. And I kind of knew that and it was in the back of my mind. So I got up this morning and I wasn't necessarily feeling like... Uh, you know, having some sort of epic training session. So instead I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do pull-ups for this entire time. Yeah. So I did like uh, 11 sets of pull-ups, something like that. And it's like, I know my back is going to be destroyed from that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't know. There was a certain purity to it. It's like the ultra simplified sort of training. Now are we still going to do back tonight? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Probably not pull-ups, Yeah. but like, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, some other exercise, I'm open to whatever. But yeah. I was just thinking like, uh, I kind of sent you that text yeah. in the midst of it where I was like, yeah, yeah. all right, I can do back with you tonight. Cause yeah. I'm thinking, all right, I'll just do the other exercises. Right. Um, since I have that second workout lined up, but like, also I was just kind of thinking like, there aren't many exercises that are more effective than a pull-up. So why not just, or like a squat, like you were saying. So, okay. So why not just do a whole workout where, you know, you just do that one exercise. Like there, yeah. there was a time. A good example, right, is that uh, I, um, whenever I'd go down to visit my grandmother uh, in Laurel, Maryland, um, there was a Great Gold's gym there. That's now some other chain, but it's still the same basic gym. But I would go there every time I'd go down to see her, and I looked forward to it because it was like a cool gym, and I still like hold Gold's in certain esteem. So I'd always go there and train, right? And, uh, you know, I'd laugh like you'd go down for Thanksgiving and like, you know, you go from like sleeping five, six hours a night to all of a sudden, you know, being able to sleep in while I'm down there and like my aunt and my grandmother just feeding me and it's like yeah. all of a sudden I ate all these calories and slept all this, you know, time that I slept twice as much as usual, ate twice as much as usual and how incredible the training felt, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, under those circumstances. Um, so I just go there for like two hours and just have like a marathon workout and, you know, use equipment that I don't usually use. So one time I was down there doing, uh, doing chest and uh, this preacher bicep machine just caught my eye at the end of my work and I'm like you know I'm gonna go do a couple sets in there and then I, I just was like alright well I'm just gonna do biceps today and I was like alright well fuck it I'm just gonna do like 15 <laughs> sets on this one machine and like yeah. that was the whole bicep because it felt so good Yeah. and I was like alright you know what I'm just gonna just do this machine and it's like you know while that seems sort of narrow in it's focus it's also like uh, stimulation that my body's not used to like oh 15 sets of the same thing over and over again like alright you so your, your body can be prepared <laughs> Is better prepared when you throw chaos. At yeah, it. yeah, for yeah. sure. And like, but this is weird, right? Because this chaos is incredibly simple. Yeah, but that can be, of course, just that change, you know. Yeah, of course, right? For example, like if you uh, um, only move laterally, right, in zigzags, and then all of a sudden you sprinted straight, <laughs> yeah. the sprinting straight, your body's gonna be like, would, what the fuck? Your body would be, better be ready for sprinting this. Sprinting straight would feel weird compared to running yeah. zigzag. You gotta be so disciplined to do like eleven sets of just bicep curls when you're in the gym with all these different. Machines, right. Like, well, oh, see. Oh, all right. Well, here's the thing, though. Right. So this goes back to Dirt Malone and ADD, the ADD training. ADD yeah. training. But here's what I'm saying. Now you tell me that if you're in a groove on a specific machine and just feels amazing, you won't just ride it out. You're gonna have to go do other stuff. No, I mean. 
Because I would try to do four sets in a row, but that's right. like the thing in my head. Four sets. Right, right. So if you say like eleven, I'm like, what the fuck? Or ten like, sets. That's set, not you know. even divisible yeah, by yeah, four. Yeah, what yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, do I do? It's you can't just, put that in right. there. Just threw that random number out there. And when I said eleven today, it's because I was I think I did ten, but I just kind of kept going. Yeah. I wasn't exactly sure. I know I did at least ten, but it could have been I mean, twelve. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I so think I'm when saying, you're like, doing it that way that like yeah, yeah. it's more about just getting to a certain point of feeling than it is. And that's like another thing too, right? Because I wasn't doing it with this thought in mind, right? But I also like the idea of, especially with like body weight exercises and certain things, right? What if you just trained to do like 75 reps of pull-ups and that was your whole workout? And right. however many sets it takes to do 75, you know what I mean? Yeah. It might, you might be there. Well, it's like it Herschel Walker 30 training. Sets. Right, sure. It's just like 2,000 push-ups and 2,000 <laughs> sit-ups a day. That was Herschel Walker's yeah. routine. And one huge meal. And one huge meal. And he's like the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's... Right, genetic freak athlete. He's, he's in the top ten, probably, of best athletes ever. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. It is disgusting how great an athlete Herschel Walker is. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Well, incredible running back, uh, also martial artist. He tried oh, to yeah. do MMA when he was like fifty something. Right? Oh, he did. I yeah. mean, he went and did it, yeah. and then he won a uh, gold medal as a, or he won an Olympic medal as a member of the bobsled team. Right, right, right. He was just like, freak. I'm a bobsledder now, and yeah, yeah. you know. Dude, did you see the whole study they did on uh, football players heard, with the CTE? I heard. Yeah, Chronic traumatic encephalopathy, I think it's called. I don't know. I made a Dr. Dirk skewed that up. Yeah. But the New York Times came out with a post on July 25th where they took 111 out of 110. No, 110 <clears throat> out of 111, right? 99%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 110 of them tested positive for CTE. Like 44 linemen, 7 QBs, 13, you know, linemen, D-backs, running backs, all that. And 110. Just repeated blows to the head. The NFL has been trying to put it under the rug for so long. So now it's like if you have kids and they want to play football, what do you tell them? You know, it's funny. My mom, when I was a kid, because I loved football as a kid, and my mom was constantly – Trying to steer me away from it. It's funny because my dad loved football and I love football, but it was it it wasn't a huge deal because I loved baseball and basketball so much. Yeah. Like so, I I didn't really feel like I was missing something. But I loved football so much, but I was still like a skinny kid, and uh, my mom just kind of ste- kept steering me away from it for whatever reason. I, I remember there was um, was it Nick Bodicati from the the Dolphins? Dolphins yeah, yeah, his son. Oh, was yeah, paralyzed yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the field like as a Fame, young man. Yeah. Might have been high school or college. Yeah, he's got like a big uh, yeah, yeah, charity yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of NFL yeah. Right, so like um, Nick was a bit, was a great player, but then he was a huge like uh, analyst and stuff mm-hmm. for many years. And it was like incredibly, uh, like this big story, I want to say like in the 80s. So I was probably like a little kid when yeah. his son got hurt so bad. And I think that stuck with my mom. And she was just like, she would just do whatever she could to steer me away from that him. Is by the time I kind of started thinking about playing and whatnot, I was already so deep with basketball and stuff it would just it was kind of, it just fell a little bit late that yeah. is where the difference is going to be it's not going to be like uh so this kid i went to high school with um something like the practice squad for the cardinals for two years i've told you about him practice squad in the cardinals for a couple of years when pat tillman was there and then played in the cfl was like a oh right okay i remember that guy pro, right, sure. like an all pro there yeah. and now it's like a cornerbacks coach and you know involved in all kinds of stuff yeah. so Anytime, really smart like, dude, right? Yeah, smart yeah, dude, yeah. like very active yeah, in yeah. social media and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, so, anytime something like this breaks out, like I check his feed because it's like you know, He's actual sure. professionals in that field, right? The, having a fierce debate, and right. every one of them to a man is like, and you know what you're signing up for. 
Yeah, like right. that's what we're gonna do. Yep. That's what we wanted to do. Yep. We kind of pretty much knew this. Right. Wouldn't change a damn thing. Right. Right. And I totally get that. Yep. And it's your life. Of course. The moms are the ones who make the decision. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. It's, yeah. it, the mom decision yeah, yeah, yeah. predates and trumps the kid making the decision. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like these kids are even going to have the choice. The mom's going to make the decision like four years right, before right. those kids would be even thinking about yeah, yeah. things like that. And a lot of players now, like the linemen, there's a kid that, perfect example, Anthony Davis, he went to my school in Piscataway, yeah. played for the 49ers. And he retired before he was 26. A lot of guys are doing up. that. You well, see that are like 32. And they're like, instead of milking those last three or four yeah. years, especially like running backs, they're like, right. Dude, no, you I'm have kids and a family down. and you're fucking retired and you have well, depression. I mean, dude, look you're... at how sad. Look at Junior Seau, dude. Like Junior Seau yeah. is like one of like the alpha males of our, of our youth, right? Like yeah. through our teens and stuff, like Junior Seau was like just top of the food chain in every way. And, and he to... couldn't withstand the damage. Yep. And... Yeah. Don't just think, oh, okay, let's say I had, first of all, like I had a concussion once and that was fucking right. like a real thing, like three months in bed. I literally go to work. I'd hmm. come home. I'd lay in bed with the lights off. I couldn't even put the radio on. Couldn't read. Like, yo, I, I thought that was going to be the rest of my life. Sure. I couldn't watch. I'm watching like Wes Walker in a game yeah. get knocked out, go to the sidelines and come back in. I'm like, I can't even yeah, watch yeah, this. Yeah. And that was just from one hit, sure. right? I can't imagine getting hit like that repeatedly and then you add in the drug aspect of yeah. pumping your body full of painkillers just sure. to get up in the morning sure, sure. on a Monday morning. Right. The abuse it like and the stress you're putting on the rest of your body. Right, right. And what that does to your mind. Corticosteroids to fight inflammation, localized inflammation. Yeah, yeah sort of let alone like if you're like juicing or anything sure, like course, that, like which, which is we a know huge part has of the like game on that level. highs and lows sure. of depression. Sure. You've seen well, because you're messing with your hormones. You're messing right. with your, your so natural you, hormone levels. It's like a Molotov cocktail yeah, sure. of fucking yeah. <laughs> chaos that the human body and mind is really in the a lot of cases not designed to withstand man. Well, like, well one of the interesting things right and we haven't gotten there yet but i you know it became pretty obvious a few years back the nfl tried to settle with a bunch of um players in a class action lawsuit yeah um some some of them were the estates of players who had passed away already from suicide related to depression that was related to brain injury and um they settled for some number that was like a joke. Yep. Where like each family, you know, if you think about it in the yeah. in the context of the NFL. Got like $35,000. Yeah, something like that, right? Which sounds like a lot of money to you and I right now, but if you big picture, you're talking about somebody's life. Not for medical no, bills. That's not. like a day's exactly. worth. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, settled in some way where it was like the NFL, say, had to come out of pocket for like $50 million or something, right? Mm -hmm. and to divide it among 80 families or some shit or 85 families or... 800 families, I don't know, whatever it was. Just it just nothing, wasn't a lot of money. Nothing. Wasn't one of, it was like, oh, right, a few hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, something like that going to each of these families or players. And um, it got thrown out in a circuit court that it was not, uh, it wasn't enough. Yeah. And that the NFL was kind of skating off on this. And with this, and, and with data that just grows every day and like with this new study, man, they talk about, uh, you know, how expensive it is to have an NFL team and whatnot and how much money the NFL rakes in. But one of the things that could literally put the um, future of the NFL at risk is the idea that it might eventually become too expensive to insure a team. Yeah. Hmm. 
it might become cost prohibitive to wow. the point where you won't be able to insure a team anymore because these players because this is like part of the game yeah. and if if you if all of a sudden they're going to have to settle for tens of millions of dollars yep. per player and every it happens to yeah. every single fucking generations player. of players you know yeah. it's like at a certain point how is an insurance company going to cover a team they're anymore, not they're know? gonna have to change the rules and Something's eventually same with hockey Something's gonna have to change it's the same thing happens in hockey in the last like 10 years it's been a lot of like you'll see like the second round pick of the rangers 25 26 these like overdoses and everything are completely yeah. related to these hits well, look at look at uh you know? look at wrestling I right. think uh, W. Oh, I think yeah, you look at the, the WCW and uh, WWF and now WWE. Right? How many of those uh, you know great wrestlers, those great personalities yeah. from our childhood, um, like you're saying about the Molotov cocktail of uh, constant injury, mm-hmm. yep. hundreds of nights a year, yeah, plus um, performance enhancing drugs, plus painkillers. Plus wreck drugs, yeah, right, and that lifestyle for years and years and ends. What kind of toll it takes on a person over time? It's like you know, these these guys, you know, are become larger in life, but they're flesh and bone, just no like everybody kidding, else. Man, and, and it's, it's like, like you know, the thing is, everyone selfishly, every generation, right, loves contact and hits. Of course, even they though own it's a not day as of hard the week, as the NFL, even though it's yeah. not, they don't hit. You know, there aren't as many hits as there used to be, and sure. they've the rules have changed a lot, and it's opened up. The league for fantasy sports and all yeah, that shit. Yeah. It's like 40 points a game. There's no, you know, yeah. no great defenses or not as many. Um, they're going to have to change the rules. Yeah. It's going to have to turn into flag football. And yeah. you know what? If you're a fucking player, yeah. that should be totally okay with you. And if you're a fan, you should fucking get over it, yeah, I seriously. think. Yeah. Because you know what? Like, and because you know what? Let's let's like it's just football. Who fucking cares? Like no no disrespect. Yeah. Like no. Well, hey, listen, hey, I, it's, go to it's, Alabama. It's, no no. <laughs> I, I'm serious. What I'm saying. It's one yeah. thing. If it's something that um, is feeding your family, it's one thing. If it's something that you know you're passionate about, we all have our passions. I yeah. understand that. Yep. But in terms of the big picture, in terms of human life, it's just the game. Let's let's be serious. And it's like correct. Um, you know, you look at. Uh, What's what's crazy, right, is that 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 ninety nine percent number, one hundred and ten out of one hundred eleven guys jumps out at you. It's fucking nuts. But there's a there are sub numbers to that of college and high school football players. Did you oh, see yeah. those other numbers? No, 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 dude. The college football player who has it, it's like seventy percent. Yeah, and that would be considered an outrageous epidemic right. if there was no ninety nine percent that number. And, like, and it was just like out oh, of the 70%. thirty other thirty percent, like twenty five percent don't play. Right, exactly. Yeah, so it's like yeah, really yeah. like ninety eight percent of right. people who are actually playing. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know. So when when that 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 number uh, is so egregious in terms of the NFL, but on the lower levels, it's like an epidemic, and it's like. Like I said, if that 99% number didn't exist and somebody just saw the, oh, 67% of college players have this, that would be an epide- considered an epidemic and that would be the headline. Yeah. I know it's- That's unacceptable too. And those are those are learning institutions, you know, at a certain point, at a so certain the point- mind is growing. And at a certain point, if we're talking about these schools where, um, you know, that's a source of revenue, right? Simply to, to feed oh. the machine, these sports, uh, at a certain, and, and we're talking about insurance and all those like more practical concerns with having a team. I mean, there's a lot of schools, a lot of schools that don't have football teams. The reason yeah. is because of insurance. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like a big deal. You, you have to figure out if it's profitable enough to right. ha- have a football team. Yep. And lar- one of the largest concerns is insuring the team. And if all of a sudden all these kids, you know, have this this uh, chronic brain injury problem. If you're a kid on, on Mississippi or Alabama yeah. and you get, you sustain an injury that's going to fuck you up for life. Yep. 
does the school have to cover that? Like, if you break your leg, right. the school has to pay right. for your fucking medical bills, right? right? Yep. Well, the kids like, you can't, yes. be, it yes. can't be out of pocket. Yes. If you no, break no, of course it. not. Absolutely. It's entirely you know? covered by the school. So if you get a lifelong condition right. from it. I would assume it has to be covered through the insurance policy of the school. And if that, see, this is, I know this is like not completely the point of this topic, right. but we were talking about this last week. Yep. That to me is where, and that's another reason why I think eventually video games will overtake sports. Because you're going to get to a point where it's more visually pleasing to watch the virtual version yeah. of the sport than well, the literal oh, interesting, physical interesting, interesting because you're going to be able to have hard hits right. and like gore and like all this crazy stuff yep. you can literally have blood splattering effects in the middle of the fucking game well, you know what else I was thinking meanwhile it's going to be flag football yep. in the NFL you know what else I was thinking do you think in the years to come big picture that baseball golf and basketball is already popular but they're going to have increased popularity and maybe more younger fans because of this I think if I if you if my kid could play golf and make millions of dollars and he's really good at it, right. go ahead. Yeah. I know right now, well, like course, everybody I know who has like a eight year old boy is steering them away from football, yeah. except for like the families where like two or three generations right. played yeah, like course. a high level of football, of and it's like just an assumption you have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Parents are like, you know what? Uh, he can play basketball. He can play baseball. Right. He can play fucking any sport. It's less likely wrestling. You know what I mean? Like well, any you, sport. You bring up is Ala- like, like less you likely. To brought up play. Alabama as an example, like as an extreme example. But I remember like, and you you've been there. You know, like uh, football's religion in Scranton, like oh, yeah. in Dunmore yep. in the areas that I grew up in, and uh, Berwick. You remember yeah. those the dynasties, Ron Paulus and those. I mean, guys, even like, Tom's River. Like, right. Oh know, yeah, that's over here, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Tom's River, yeah. of course. Um, up up north, uh, you know, we're gonna be interviewing. Uh, Chris Delafave later on in the show, and he played at a powerhouse high school, um, and uh, and then went on to play college as well. So he'll have awesome insight. Um, but yeah, I just remember like where I grew up back home, and it's like such a part of the culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like uh, so it's very oh, absolutely, it's very, and it's like you know, and you look at these situations where say four generations played at the same high school and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. So it's like that that stuff that stuff means a lot. In the South, it is. Oh yeah, religion. It's religion. It literally is religion. Like I, I, you know this. I worked on a TV show where we followed a high school football rivalry. The four-year-olds in the town do the same drills, wear the same uniforms, do the same practice as the varsity football team. Jeez. So when you're four, the four-year-old girls are in a cheerleading outfit learning the cheer the guy the running the kid who's going to be the running they already know the kid is going to be the running back in like 12 years because his daddy was the running back and they're like teaching him no you got to cut right that b gap like the the level of football intensity down there it's literally the bible and the playbook like that is everything they don't do anything else it is those two things so you're never gonna they're not those kids are not gonna start playing fucking golf. Right. Which is why I say like which is why but I the say the rest of the world. Which is why I say, like, you know, I, it's just a game, but at the same time I do understand that it's it it's part of people's culture. And yep. like, you know, we say about golf, right? But golf necessitates uh I mean, you're telling me that the, the, the greatest golfer in the world might not live in the Bronx right now, or he might not live in, you know, some highly populated yeah. area. The reason he can't play is because there's no access to golf courses. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one of those sports that uh, you know, it needs uh, people, uh, 
you need money you need to play real estate right, exactly. and you need gear <laughs> exactly real estate yeah. and gear right so it's like it's easier to play hoops it's easier to play hoops though in, in a lot of those situations than it is to play football yeah. um but you know like you look at uh there's places you know uh southern california florida where uh there are uh pockets of incredibly low income where people live in really rough conditions and football's big Yep. Football's oh, big. Yeah, of you course. know what I mean? And Pee Wee football. And you know, like it's giving structure to kids, you know, and, and a lot there's so many positive things that come yeah, out of it. Yeah, that's the but thing. But if you're looking at this big picture situation where you're talking about, you know, uh people's lives being irreparably damaged at a young age, it's like, you know, there's a there's a time it, there's there's a there's a you know, a fine line that we're walking in. It's like a time and place where you, you get there and you realize like, all right, this it can't continue to go in this direction. Economics are going to come into play, like you said. And if the NFL can't afford it, then yep. Mississippi can't afford right, it, then the local high school right, can't afford right. it. And eventually they're going to have to change the rules yeah. and they're going to teach kids the new rules yeah, yeah. and they're never going to know any better. Right, of course. See, this you know? study it scares the shit world. out of me because I've had six concussions oh, sure. probably. Right. So like just looking at this shit, I'm like, fuck, like, yeah. what does my brain look like? And then right. the short-term memory for me is not all there unless someone paints a vivid picture for me right and so just things like that is kind of scary oh of course so i don't know so you're saying that like right now yeah a short-term memory short-term memory is is shot for specific things that i decide to give lock me in. give me an example so like if you were like yo you remember yesterday when we ate at that place or we trained here i'm like yeah. no or you perfect example. Training Greg's the day like, before, possibly? well, not the day before, but right. like maybe asked me a couple days ago or last yeah. week. Like perfect example, Chris is like, or um, Greg was like, you know this guy Chris from the supplement store that we visited. I'm like, no. And then you start talking about it, and it's oh, okay, now I remember. Right. But certain things like you know doing design work and shit like that. But was it always got that? It all you done. think it was always that way, or did it happen no. as a result? Maybe you're just. Well, that's an interesting... Oh, go ahead. I just think, like, it's it digresses a little bit. Right. And so it's scary to look at this study that they came out with and think... Well, that's an interesting thing, right? Because you sit here and you, you, you're used to how your brain functions. So if you sit here and you say, like... Am I, there are probably symptoms that we have of various things that we're not aware of yeah. because it's just how our brain works. You know what yeah, I mean? So, like, course. you don't know whether you need to be alone. I mean, I doubt, like, Junior <laughs> Seau knew... Of course. ...what the, you know... Of course. He was of just course. caught in the storm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's crazy, man. But it's scary. Like, if I was to go snowboarding this winter and I sustain a concussion, I'm like, fuck. Right. That's not good at all. Right. Because the count ticker keeps going up. And I remember, you know, like, I, I remember uh, diving for a loose ball freshman year of high school. And me and Brian Learn collided, going for the Sounds same like loose a big ball. Man. Shout, shouts to Brian Learn. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in Brian. peace to Brian Learn. And yes, he was a big dude. And we fucking collided, going for a loose ball, and I was completely out of it. I was still in the game, and I was on a different fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a different realm. Yeah. Everything was hot. It was definitely like a stinger. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was out. I, I was out on my feet, you know, and like. You know, and I laugh and I think about my pops. I remember going for a loose ball in a tournament one time and, and uh, just drilling this kid as I grabbed the loose ball. I just laid the kid out and I pop right up and my dad's yelling, throw a fucking helmet on that guy. <laughs> and uh, and it's hilarious, but I sit here and think like, you know, you're reckless. When yeah. you, you know, when you play, you, when you play hard, when you, you, you don't think about that kind of stuff, yep. you know. And then amplify that a hundred times when you're talking about a sport where that is the mode of operation. Yeah. It's like, you know. It, lead with your fucking head yeah, man. when you start thinking like 70% of football players in America probably have this fucking thing 
and the symptoms of it and how it gets worse. This is a, it's like a a pandemic. Yep. Yeah. That's like seventy percent of the dudes in this country yep. operating not at full capacity. Yep. You the, know the research is there. It's yep. fucking there, man. It's scary. Take care of yourselves. Yep. Yep. And that's the thing. It's like that that perspective is is hard gained often, right? But the idea that like there are certain things in our lives that we want so badly that are so important to us, right? And it's not until you have a little bit of measured perspective that you're able to step back from them and realize that in the big picture it's not everything. There are there are things that are more important. But you yeah. try you try telling that to some kid in the moment, you know. Like I said I said to you before we were talking about on the podcast weeks ago, if you had told me when I was 17, oh man, you know, you got to pay pay this price and sell your soul to the devil to play in the NBA or something. I'd be like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, take this <laughs> take this hand. You know, right? Because you know you don't have that perspective yet. You don't yep. understand what life's all about. So you're you're, you're just operating. It's on, tough telling like a telling twenty year old me to fucking yep. you know pump yep. the brakes. Right, exactly. Tell twenty tell tell a twenty year old you know you uh, who's dedicated their life to a sport that you can play in the NFL, but there could be long term effects in terms of your brain and stuff and buy your mama house that's like, what i'm saying of course you know what real time sco would say i turn my head and i cover my wife's eyes <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know uh injuries on tv i remember oh that. yeah yeah that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. is that oh yeah leg snapping yeah. on tv yep and uh jump off a hill <laughs> That too, that'll give you a concussion. Yeah, or or limb snapping. Or limb snapping. So yeah. speaking of taking care of yourselves, food. Yeah. Well, this this is not this is the opposite of taking care of myself. I got one. If you got something better. Well, yeah. No, I was I I've been uh. Segue to the healthy thing because I got a thing that's like like it's about toxic. money, but it's not it's a concussion s- version. Semi toxic. Giving your semi-toxic. your stomach a concussion. Yeah. I like ravioli and all of its cousins across <laughs> ethnicities. <laughs> That should be a t-shirt, really. <laughs> All of its cousins uni- across <laughs> Universal truth. Yep. That's a universal truth. Yep. No, I've been, I was going to ask you what you think. I've been dabbling in like organic stuff because I like just on a whim, like bought some, the organic version of something. I forget what the first purchase was, Right. but the difference was so stark. Mm. Not that like I'm not aware that that's yeah, the yeah. case. But I think it was like a peanut butter. Like, I, like a couple of months ago, right. I got like a like a ten dollar peanut butter, right? Ooh, exotic nut like, butters. You know, it was like a it was like a fifteen dollar peanut butter yeah, yeah, like yeah. on sale for yeah, ten dollars. So I'm like, like Ooh, when in my life am I gonna have the fifteen dollar <laughs> peanut butter? All this luxury point? and value at the gotta, same time. Got to do it. Yeah, I can convince myself it's a bargain. Sure. And it was like an entirely different food group. Yeah, from yeah sure. Peanut butter. Sure. It, talk about how though. It tasted completely different. It right. was like peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like the if you just get like a shop right peanut butter off the yeah, shelf, yeah. it's tough to explain. Yeah. It tastes like peanut butter, but doesn't taste like peanuts. Right. Mm. Well, here's the thing, right? Organic tastes like when you when you buy when you buy peanut butter, right? Yeah. It, the only ingredients are supposed to be peanuts. Yep. Or peanuts and salt. Of course. That's yeah. it. That's all. Those are supposed to be the only ingredients, but like you know, there's even na- there's natural peanut butters yes. that you got to read close. Remember we talked about ice cream versus frozen dairy dessert. Yep. Okay. So there's peanut butter, but if you read close, it, it'll say peanut butter spread. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it can be natural, but the peanut, the peanuts are blended in with like a sunflower oil, safflower oil, some kind of oil, yep. and then it makes it smoother. It makes it so that it doesn't um, break down where the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, 
rises to the top of the bottle. Congeals. Yes, exactly. Well, it keep right. It congeals better with, when it's blended yeah. with that stuff. And that's the thing. So it's like, uh, you know, a lot of the time, like, because, you know, Baby Z, a lot of peanut butter and jelly. Uh, I love a peanut butter and jelly, by the way. Same here. Um, but Sounds like, good. but you, uh, you know, you um, have to mix that every time you open it. Yep. Like the legit stuff. You have yeah. to mix it. It's a little bit soupier unless you keep it in the fridge. Well, there's also be the a trick soupier. of... Uh, Upside down. Upside Turning down it up, turn yeah. the jar upside down that. so the oil will... Yeah, yeah. The cream rises to the top. mix in with... It will be... That's interesting. In, rising to the top right. and as a result spread throughout the That's peanut butter. That's interesting. So that when you turn it over, it's Yeah, spread. so like a half an hour before, yeah, yeah. I mean like the whole point of a peanut butter and jelly is to yeah. do it immediate, on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> immediate gratification. But in the event that you're planning your peanut yeah, butter and jelly, yeah, yeah. put the jar upside down. Or like if you buy it at the store, put it upside down in the car. It's a perfect segue. Perfect segue. Um, because, uh, my like, uh, go to when I'm talking to a young man hmm. about, uh, wanting to gain some muscles in his life. Mm-hmm. One of the things I say is, uh, two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a glass of milk before bed every night. It gets no more, no more real or blue collar than that. Nothing easier Agreed. to eat in the world. Agreed. Nothing easier to eat in the world than that. And you know, you're talking about like you're a 16 year old skinny kid. It's like, yeah. come on, man. You know what I mean? It's cheap. It's easy. It tastes amazing. Get your weight up. You know what I mean? Get your weight up, right? So, but that was my segue. Far, far from you talking about organic foods. Go for it. Okay. So, the other day I was on the road. I've been kind of shifting my focus to just going out and visiting stores and trying to spread the word on the brand and on Vice. So, making the rounds. And uh, I found myself at a place where incredibly dirty things can happen. Oh, Jesus. McDonald's. Ooh. That's disgusting. But it wasn't. It wasn't too disgusting. And uh, so a go-to that I don't even believe is on the menu, all right, is just the traditional hamburger. Not on the menu. Not on the menu. The cheeseburger is. The hamburger is not. Now do you have to, what do you have to ask for a cheeseburger without cheese? No, no, you just say hamburger and and they'll they'll make them. Yeah. But there's, it's just not up there on the board. That's interesting. It is interesting. So, uh, something I noticed, right? Talking about um, working class food, getting your weight up, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking about going somewhere and uh, somewhere where, you know, it can be, you can fall off the wagon big time. If, you, if you're, you know, you go to McDonald's, you start pounding Big Macs and large fries and nugs and all that, right? All amazing stuff, but you can't be doing it on a regular basis. Nugs. Right? <laughs> but in terms of uh, getting bang for your buck in terms of uh, nutrition, calories, macronutrients, and not spending much money. For $4.92. Okay. Okay. I got 48 grams of protein and 1,000 calories. Uh, just as, like, if you only ate Twinkies. You know, you, that's another way of doing it. Minus the protein. <laughs> Minus the protein. Uh, so $4.92. I got a Diet Coke. Ooh. And four hamburgers. Nice. 1,000 calories, 48 grams of protein. A, a tasty beverage, bottomless because they have refills. Okay, four dollars and ninety-two cents. That's like my go-to wow. order. Four ninety-two. That's legit. That's awesome. That's so like my I, go-to order at a at a fast food place. Yeah, like just a burger, keep Wendy's. it plain burger. It, at Wendy's for me, I do the. Terrible no, no, Wendy's. The JBC. JBC. Bike and cheese burger. Right. Oh, I mean that's that's great. But I find right. like just as a rule of thumb yeah, across sure. the burger sure, sure, sure. fast food joints. For some reason, like just subtracting the fugazi fucking cheese, yeah, 
because everything's kind of like all the ingredients are kind you know what i mean it's sure. not like you're getting like the best tomato sure sure and it's grade c meat on grade yeah, yeah, of Q bread yeah yeah but when you take out the cheese to me it's like it becomes infinitely more sure digestible yeah, yeah, yeah. tasty right you know i don't know i, I i'm a big like dirt was talking we were talking about wendy's i'm a big junior bacon cheeseburger guy but i will say that just in this instance and in terms of going to mcdonald's and not like going to mcdonald's and going in but yep. just going to McDonald's and eating something that, one, I know I can digest, two, isn't totally off the wagon. And mm -hmm. three, talk about, like, you talk about, like, uh, you know, blue-collar working class shit and stretching your buck, right? Yep. Like, just like the two peanut butter and jellies and glass of milk before you go to bed, right? If you find yourself in a spot where you're uh, at McDonald's and you're looking, you know, to get, you get some decent nutrition in, the thought of 48 grams of protein, 1,000 calories, that tastes amazing, yeah. um, you know, uh, and you get a drink along with it, and you got change from your five dollar bill. That's legit. That in, is in good. In twenty seventeen, that's good. Oh yeah, yeah no kidding. That's man. no joke. Yeah, that's no joke. So that's my little tip for you guys: go get four hamburgers we, and a beverage. We, we fucking might. Yeah, that's, I'm in. Let's do it. The organic man. Good. Don't get organic unless you have the money. Well, but here's the thing. Here's what well, it, it 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 can be a class issue. But go ahead. It totally is a class issue. I would. Man, I'd spend five hundred dollars a week on groceries sure. if I could. Sure, fuck it. Yep. it's what you're putting you in your it. body. What yeah. would, what could be more important? But that said, I can't. Yep. So, my question for you is like, what is the greatest disparity you've noticed? Is there like a product where you're like, well, the organic version of that chicken, chicken? Yep, that's it. Chicken. That's the one. You could taste the difference, the texture. The I don't know, just everything about the organic chicken is just yeah, hundred well, hundred times better. But I got a, I got a little bit of a life hack for it. If you Go want, for you it. want my life hack? Okay. So, um, you know, there's various forms like organic chicken. Uh, a good one is Bell and Evans. Uh, Dirt knows that one. Mm -hmm. But you get like a thing of Bell, <laughs> Bell, yeah, Bell and Evans like chicken breasts, mm -hmm. uh, boneless chicken breasts. It'll be like uh, thirteen bucks for like a pound and a half. Yeah. Two pounds, maybe, right? Yeah. Crazy. It's on $6 a pound, whatever, right? Yep. But uh, I had not a bad, I'm not going to say a oh, like a bad, I had a bad experience and I never recovered, right? You're scarred. But one time I got the big mega pack that I know every fucking bodybuilder at one point or another has lived off of from Walmart of, of chicken breast, right? Dollar ninety nine a pound, right? Yep, the 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 six pounder. Yep, yep, for exactly. 12 bucks. Right. The big guy, <laughs> right? And you can find it, you know, obviously Shoprite and and Acme, but this one was especially gross, right? And it it was so chewy. Mm. Um, it just it was it almost seemed like a new food group, right? And it made it made it real difficult to go back to the bargain. Dollar ninety nine yeah. chicken breast, okay, and and see, like I had eaten so much of it, like from there was a giant, which is the same as Stop and Shop by my crib in PA, um, and you know they're from Super Fresh from Shoprite and all that. Yeah. The dollar ninety nine pound of, the thing of chicken breast has always been a go to staple. Yep. Um, but I, one time I happened to be at Walmart, one of the Super WalMarts that has a super, the supermarket portion. I bought it, and uh, it's tough to ever go back from there. But uh, something I noticed, right, is that you get the Bell and Evans thighs. Have you gotten the, the thighs for Bell no, and Evans? No. Okay. Bell and Evans thighs come in at about three forty nine a pound. Okay. Okay. So you're able to pick up a three pounder of those for about ten bucks. Yeah. Okay. And literally the thighs taste better 
than the dollar ninety in terms of texture than the dollar ninety nine chicken breasts, breasts right? <laughs> it's it, what's interesting here is that it's so, so many times in the past, like I think of the chicken thighs as dark meat. You buy this and you cook this, and it's like it's literally white meat wow. chicken with the thighs, right? And uh, a lot more flavorful. Um, I mean, chicken thighs are delicious. Price yeah. wise, price wise, really good. You know, competitive with the non-organic chicken breast. Right, right. So not as good as the value pack, yeah. but better, but as good as like Purdue or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but tastes better, um, and uh, I don't know. You, it just digest great, feels a good. One. Tastes good going down, whatever. Out. So the Bell and Evans thighs. Um, opt for those instead of your traditional chicken breast, and I think you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to offer those then. <laughs> offer those, I think you'd be surprised. You'd be pleasantly surprised, and the quality of the um, chicken you're ingesting is gonna be much better. That's a good one. Yep, that's a good one. Yep, we've, now, been, make, we've been making them a lot lately. On like the, grill. the latest top tier thing, I think I've noticed with chicken breast is it air chilled? Is <laughs> that this is the this kind is air chilled? Air yeah. chilled. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Well, I, don't, I have no idea. God knows. It never made contact with the do ground. You know, do you know? <laughs> do you know? What's sod, dude, from? I've heard you say that a million times. What's the origins of that? Sod, dude. Well, yeah, what's that from? It's just saying, like, what's up? Dude? I know, I get I it. I don't know. Uh, who did it first, though? What's the... I think it's just these kids. They just decided to do it. Sod, dude. All right. Uh, I need you to type that or write it down. Yeah. S-A-H. S-A-H? Sod. Sod, dude. Like sup, but it's like the surfer version of yeah. the what's up Budweiser guys. Yeah. You know what my brother does to chicken breast? He puts vinegar in with it, mm -hmm. and I guess it buffens it up, flavor. It gives it more flavor. Okay. And Montreal steak seasoning, mm -hmm. and he throws that go. on the grill, nice. and it does taste a lot better. I'm sure. But there's found, a little trick for like, you. I found this garlic sea salt, so I do. I'll do garlic <sighs> sea salt, That's black pepper, to. and paprika. Yep. Ooh, on the chicken thighs and grill them up. Paprika sleeper. You ever have a uh, chicken and chocolate? Chicken and chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I have. No. <laughs> I mean, I put yo. I just well, yeah, speaking of sleeper, and waffles, right? sleeper ingredients, uh, chocolate in chili. Ooh, that's a renowned chef. Chocolate thing. and chili? Yes. The best chili in the world, dark chili, chocolate is an ingredient of it. Wow. Yep. So the deepest thought. This is I not ever like had. me. I did not invent this. This is like, you know. <laughs> so right. So it's like chefs in right, restaurants. Right, right. So you're probably talking like unsweetened dark chocolate, right? Like cacao or something you like wouldn't, that. Cacao. You wouldn't know the difference. Right, right. You right. could take I mean, yeah, cacao it has to be right. it can't be fugazi fucking right, right. three. But right, what I'm right. saying you're not talking about like sugary milk chocolate. You're talking about just like raw chocolate. Yeah, no, a bar of I mean like the higher the percentage of cacao right, right. the better. Right. Right. But so like you like, know like there's like bitter dark chocolate for baking that doesn't have any sugar in it. We need to know like, which one to do. You know what I'm saying? Versus like it. versus like cocoa or like Hershey's milk chocolate. Like there's a difference. Let me look it up. Chocolate. You could use, I don't know. No, no. You yeah. could use any of them. Okay. The darker it is, the better. Did you ever hear of Coca-Cola in a chocolate cake? When oh. baking a chocolate cake? I have not heard that. I have to ask Appara my better half because she's my go-to Apparently expert. that's like a secret for bitter chocolate. Moistness. I have can see that and uh young lord browning of logan 
would tell me about a West Virginia special. And this is like not really in my normal wheelhouse, but it sounds amazing and I still haven't had it and I want to have it. Would be uh, this like yellow cake that like his grandmother or his aunt made or some mom made or somebody. Uh, yellow cake that has Mountain Dew in it. That's disgusting. That's baked, weird. Baked with Dew in there. Baked with the Dew? I don't know. It sounds... Inter- I got to try it. I, I, you're speechless. <laughs> how have I not been sent one of these cakes, Pop? That's what I'm saying. That's I have I'm to saying. approve of this. It's like, I so hope it's Chase like is somewhere mar- listening to the squad cast. Like a lemon meringue or something. Chase, Chase is listening to the squad cast somewhere. We need the Dew cake. At least the recipe. Come on. Start making some official G-code Dew yep. cakes. That's it. Chase, you can't make you can't make stuff like that without letting us try it. That's what I'm saying, and it's like sounds like you know it's like West Virginia, so it's like you know what I'm saying it's like tested in the, it's in the, the comes from the right place. <laughs> He's a guy who knows about Mountain Dew cakes. Hell yeah, you West Viggy. Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal: we are going to uh, go to a new location on location and record hey, some the first Squadcast on location. Yes, Jimcast out of the bunker in a gym. And we're going to see how that goes. So this is either going to be the end of the, <laughs> of the Squadcast episode. As you know it. Or there will be a second half. Yep. And we'll see how it goes. Yep. And uh, a special celebrity guest. We might eat some McDonald's hamburgers. Hey. Can't wait. In between. <laughs> and we'll let you know. Sa. Peace. Sa, dude. What up, everybody? It's Sko here with some G-Code news for you. Most importantly, Saturday... August 12th at the Trading Station Gym in Ramsey, New Jersey. Our homie Vinny Galanti's gym. We are sponsoring a deadlift fundraiser that Vinny's putting together. This is a pull for charity to battle melanoma. And uh, I can't imagine anything better than going on a Saturday, busting your ass, having your best workout in a great environment with great energy where everybody's positive and it all goes to charity. You will walk out of there feeling like a million bucks. Nothing feeds the soul like charity. Nothing feeds the body like hard work. And you get both in one day. We are sponsoring that. And the boy, Vinny, is putting that together. So head that, head out there. 9 a.m. start time. $25 to enter. That's at 1300 Route 17, Ramsey, New Jersey. 1300 Route 17, Ramsey, New Jersey. The training station gym. Saturday, August 12th. Also, we have a G-Code training day to announce. We're going to the Attila's Gym of Wildwood. We've been to the Attila's Gym of EHT. This is their other gym. We expect the same intensity, the same energy. We love what they're about. They're a supporter of the movement. So we're going there on Monday, August 7th in Wildwood. That's at 3015 Pacific Avenue, Wildwood, New Jersey. I'm not telling you the zip code. If you need that shit, Google it. But that's on Monday, August 7th. Why on a Monday? Because we want you to quit your job. You know you want to. That Monday, go into work. Tell your boss to fuck off. Get in the car. Drive the Wildwood and start lifting. Also, another key component to getting your life together. Vice. If you're already taking it, you need to take some more. If you've already ordered it, you need to order some more. If you haven't ordered it yet, it is not too late to get your life together. You know you could do another rep, another set, an extra workout, get up a little earlier, stay a little longer. That's what Vice can do for you. It's not a silver bullet. If you're a lazy fuck, it'll make you a slightly less lazy fuck. 
But if you put effort in the shit, it'll give you that boost. I'm feeling it. I fucking worked out like four times in the last 48 hours. I can barely move and I love it. So you'll love it too. Check it out. Get some soda flavors in that ass. And uh, back to the squad cast. The remote squad cast on location at the Bergen County Barbell Club. I don't know why no one can hear me. <laughs> one, two. And we are back, just like that. No rehearsal. Fuck rehearsals. Special guest. Remote. Squad this cast. is the first remote squad. The first cast. remote squad cast. Aha! Uh-huh. See, you don't travel and do these. No, huh? no, no. I usually like in a bunker. I usually like, I like being first. The I first like of many. First. Yes, yes, we're gonna make this a. Uh, Take the usual sh- thing. Take, take the, the show, show on the road. We're all standing. We're all standing. Sure. Yes, it's a, it's a square standing. Yes, square table, guys. It's a round standing. Dirt Malone set the scene. Right now we are in the town of help me, help me, help me. Hillsdale. Hillsdale, New Jersey. And we came to Bergen visit County Barbell. Bergen County Barbell with our buddy G Code Affiliate Delafave. Sponsored athlete as if we actually have those. Christopher Delafave. <laughs> That guy. <laughs> <laughs> you do got a soundboard. I love quite, it. Quite, I some, it. quite some time ago, I, I saw Chris Delafave. Uh, we were uh, affiliated with other people and other other we organizations. Don't, we don't talk about those times. And we were out uh, out and about, and I saw him, and I said, one day we'd join forces. It, it took a while, but yeah, here yeah, we are. That's eventually, th- eventually, good things tend to take a while. I think yeah. I actually met you at the Arnold, and the three of us said we One someday we're going to talk. I think so. And here's like the it. conversation. It was an early morning, so, early morning on a Sunday. Oof, yes. that it was a long night the night yes, before. Oh, yes, yes, an early morning on a Sunday. <laughs> before the chaos. I saw you with a, a, a grin on your face from a distance, and uh, the Arnold Classic hadn't opened up, and uh, myself and Mark were kind of making the rounds, kind of talking about eventual plans for world domination down the road someday and we bumped into you that morning (laughs) that moment we bumped into you and we just talked shop and i said you know someday we'll we'll join forces and here we are that's kind of how life works remember that guy yeah i like that there you go see that we do we we have those a lot though we randomly bump into each other and have these these conversations it's true it's true true. for the listeners that don't know it was a little back give us the bio give us who who are you all right, well, whoa, whoa. Oh, 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 right we got treats, we got on, treats the on the table, but we got to open. Them. Everyone's Shirt kind of Malone staring at him. Shirt Malone can't keep his hands to him, so <laughs> Shirt Malone in the West Side Gun and Conway show right now. Post squad cast treat. So Ooh. give us a little bio. All right, so bio. Quite a football version? player. I want they give me the football version. background. The football background. And then right. how you got into the powerlifting. Okay, so anything else you think is important? Uh, football played at uh, St. Joe's in Montvale in uh, up in up here in Bergen County. Uh, All state athlete. Um, all five eleven of me. Um, went to LaSalle in uh, in your woods oh, for a year. Yeah, down I went Philly. to LaSalle for a year. Did you flunked out? Yeah. Oh, I was, spo- I was supposed to walk on a basketball team. That didn't work out. Got depressed. Kind of just lifted weights and ate at the cafeteria for six months. Good cafeteria. They're Good cafeteria. cafeteria. College maybe. The yeah. They are the explorers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I basically just uh, my like from November till June the next year. I kind of just <laughs> lifted weights and like. Watch Twin Peaks and shit, and, and Pulp Fiction in my in my dorm room. Good, good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and just lifted and, and ate as much as possible for seven months. Your LaSalle so experience said, was better than mine, I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess if you want to put it that way. Um, but that was only a year. Transferred up to Rhode Island, uh, played there for two years, and then uh, actually ended up not playing my senior year, 
and that's when I started competing. Um, found a place actually, good friend of mine, um, who kind of, it's all good. Let it go. I'm letting it go. Uh, <laughs> who I talk to all the time, um, has a, uh, gym kind of like this up in, uh, Providence. Okay. And I would go there, you know, three or four times a week, um, between classes and working and stuff. And was, that's kind of when it all started. That's when you fell in love with lifting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I started lifting, um, for football, for football. Yeah. For football, uh, freshman year of high school. And, uh, actually did a couple meets in between when I, after I transferred, cause I had to sit out. Sure. Um, so I did a couple meets was like, this is kind of fun. I'm kind of good at it. Uh, but then it was kind of, then I had to like switch back into the football mode. Did you know you were good at it immediately? Like when you were a kid, like when you first started lifting weights or did you just love it or did you not love it at first? Like what, what were your initial I only started lifting cause I was so fat when I was little that I okay. hated it. Right. And I was like, well, fuck this. I'm not gonna be fat forever. This right. is dumb. I'm not gonna get laid like that. <laughs> so, um, started lifting and was like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm halfway decent at this. You know, I'm looking at what other people are lifting. I'm like, oh, well, it's more than him, more than him. Right kind of deal so yeah, it's yeah. kind of just something that i was good at um but didn't really know like no now there's powerlifting teams all over the country at different schools yeah. sure, for sure. if i knew that was a thing even yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i didn't graduate college that long ago but yeah. it wasn't like as big as it is now right i feel like all of the lifting sports all the culture that surrounds the gym has like exploded in the past few years exploded oh, it's huge it's, yeah. it it's keeps huge. exploding yeah yeah and it's even you know it gets bigger and bigger. Like some of these meets are you know hundred thousand dollar meets, yeah. which were you know you never Unheard seen before. Right, right. It's crazy, right? Yeah, you think of some of like the legendary lifters, and none of those guys got to. No, they had you know they had they had like worlds and sure. like um, something that's actually making a comeback to WPO, which is like a huge event, usually at the Arnold. Okay, right. Um, was a huge like cash meet, but there was only one of them. Right now, now you see one every like three or four months. You know. For best lifter takes ten grand. Right, that's unheard of. Like you never yeah. see something like that. Yeah, you've uh, gone and back, gone back and forth from geared to raw lifting, or you're more exclusively a geared lifter. Like where, where where's your head at right now? Um, well, right now it's about getting healthy. Sure. Um, Talk about that. You're a little banged up. Yeah, a little banged up. Um, you'll never forget it. June sixth, last year, tore my pec. Um, benching, you know, a weight that I've handled, you know, numerous times before. And I still like to this day go through the, like what I did before my warm up, and it was just like every other bench day before that. Right. And it just you know just so happened that you know that that day was my day, and mm. it just went snap. No rhyme or oh. reason. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ryan was here actually when that happened, and um, it literally went snap. Felt it immediately, and my brother was here, and I was like, we got to go to the hospital. Right. He's like, why? I was like, because my pec is. Halfway across my chest. Oh, oh my man. God. You feel it curl up and everything? Oh, I felt it curl oh, up. I saw it curl geez. up. I was laying on the bench. I mm. like put my arm down and I looked down and there was like peck rolled up. Mm. Yeah, it was yummy. Now, there's all different kinds you can have in terms of pec tear. Was it the, where it's the tendon or was it? Was it was the tendon. Yeah, the ripped. The tendon ripped right off, the, right off my bone. Is that usually the favorable one or is that the one you don't want? Because, you know, in terms of, like, there's, what heals best. I guess there's, you know, I don't, want it. <laughs> I don't think you want any. Well, that goes, um, that goes without I guess saying. muscular would probably be better okay. because then the tendon still stays attached. Right, right, right. Um, but harder to repair, at least cosmetically, probably. Yes. Right? Okay. And that's kind of what I told the doctor. I was like, I don't give a shit what it looks like. Right. Just make me be able to bench again. Right, sure. So um, surgery went well, uh, but then a couple, month or two later, a bunch of infections, 
hurts that I'm still dealing with mm. another surgery coming up. So every time it looks like, you know, where I'm in the clear, there's some other bullshit. So you are, uh, I mean, you're world-class lifter in general, but uh, a really good deadlifter, right? It's always been a strong lift for you. That's yeah. That's usually what I would consider my best lift. A question for you, right? Like I, I've noticed in the past when I deadlift uh, and try to go heavy in any way, shape or form, like, I feel like to some extent, like my chest gets in the way a little bit and I feel my chest as I deadlift. Mm -hmm. Do you, have any issues with that? The Continue only, hurting your chest, and you're trying to deadlift. You know, deadlift 800 pounds or whatever. Issue I've ever felt was um, in my bicep okay. a little bit. Right. I guess because of all like it's been cut open. You know, right. three times now at this point. Sure. That that's kind of the only thing where where I feel it. I'm like, oh shit, this is bad. Right. And kind of like drop the weight real quick. Right. Is that the overhand underhand? That's actually my underhand. Okay. It's oh. actually my underhand. First, I weird and my right hand is my underhand. Right. And the. The underhand tends to leave the bicep a little vulnerable, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. it would be like the same position as if you were curling curl. or something right. like that. So, Speaking um, of curls, when was the last time you did an arm workout? Aye. At the Olympia. <laughs> I knew um, you were say something like that. At the Olympia <laughs> against, uh, what's his name? Oh, okay, right, 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 right. Um, I don't remember. Uh, no, I, I, House. I, okay, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> was that literally the last time you did a curl? That was the last time I had an arm pump, I think. Wow. Ooh. And I had an arm wow. pump for a week after that. Wow. Yeah. It hurt. It was stupid. I was like, I don't know why anybody does this. <laughs> it doesn't help me in any of my lifts. So right. Well, I don't and need right. To, and I don't looking know. at you, it, it proves that you don't necessarily have to train arms to have arms. You don't. You yeah. don't. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even guess that he <laughs> trained arms in fucking years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you just you pull you pull heavy enough. You press heavy enough. You know. Whatever. Row they, heavy enough. There. Yeah. And just just row. Go. Rowing. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question for you. My little brother's big deadlifter he's putting up like six plus now and he's only 22 23 that's awesome so what exercises or tips of advice could you give to him to strengthen his deadlift um don't go heavy all the time that's what he does all the time yeah see but you I know, try I to get tell it. him i get it though right? i get it yeah, of yeah. course like you're deadlifting you you're know six plus group, you're 20 you keep, the weights keep going you're, up you're a little you know you're a yeah. jerk off so <laughs> you obviously want to you know you know that you want to make that 600 650 700 blah 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 but the biggest thing that i would say is um don't go heavy all the time and train your back and your hamstrings more than the actual movement okay so you know don't worry so much about you know deadlifting every week as opposed to like rowing really heavy every week like any kind of row barbell row dumbbell row yeah. whatever um and you're saying the hamstring work right and the hamstring work is you know equally as important you know any kind of hamstring movement you can think, heavy and often. Um, again, obviously it's got to be rotated. You can't, you know, go heavy heavy every week. Yeah. But I think there's a certain, you know, time period where you do have to, you know, really crush your hamstrings uh, if you want your pull to go up. Yeah, I try to tell him that. It's it's in his head where he just wants to train heavy all the time. But I mean, you see, you see a lot of people doing it, and it may work for a little bit, but then there's always that eventual point where you know, it goes, starts going the other way, Yeah. you know, where you start seeing numbers stop going up and, you know, even going back down. And you definitely don't want that when the most important thing are your numbers. Great. This is going to be spoken like a, a layman, but I'll say it anyway. Right. So I would think, right, that through that process, especially a guy his age, right, who's constantly trying to push that number up and going heavy week after week, you have to 
eat to keep up with that. And in theory, you're going to keep getting bigger in that process, you know? Like, I, it's just the way I've always looked at it. Like, I it's mean, like, oh, it, all right, well, if I, <laughs> if I want to lift this weight that's 100 pounds from the weight I'm at right now, okay, well, I got to... I need to be a little gotta, bit bigger. I got to get bigger. <laughs> like, hence the snacks that everyone's <laughs> staring at, <laughs> drooling. Right. Um, you, you know, I, and I, nice I just think about it when you're, when you're younger and now, you, you know, it, you tend to be able to accrue muscle easier, faster. I, yeah, I think, you know... The, the biggest thing is, is I tell like people who just start out like lifting, whether they're competing or not, it's not worry about their weight. It's just get as strong as they can, right. you know. Don't cut. Weight on the bar no, or body yeah. weight? Weight on the bar or body weight? What are you talking about? No, weight, body weight. Yeah, okay. Body, body weight. Yeah. Like, don't say, oh, I need to compete at 220 yeah, yeah. or I need to compete at 198. That's, you know, unless you're breaking a world record right. in that weight class. It doesn't matter. I think yeah. that especially like, hurts young lifters, right? I, absolutely. Like restricting like, their weight. Restricting, cal restricting yeah. calories when you're younger, you're just taking away from, you know, the almighty gains. Gains. <laughs> and um, With a Z? With a Z. With, with lots of Zs. <laughs> multiple Zs. Um, and you're, you know, and you're take, you're just hurting yourself. Right. So just eat. Yeah. Eat lots of food. Don't go out and Done. buy supplements unless it's vice. <laughs> Hashtag unless it's like vice. <laughs> How, uh, uh, how's your eating right now? It's actually good. Uh, Christian is handling yeah. my diet, and I've actually lost probably like 15 pounds at this point. Oh, oh he's got the whole fancy tricks. I love this. I love this. <laughs> but my numbers are all going up. Ah, uh, see, that's perfect. So I can't, perfect. you know, I can't complain. So you lean it out. Yeah. And, yeah. And getting stronger. Yeah. Like the goal was to, you know, we we discussed just to get a little lean for the summer. Um, if I'm going to be half naked, might as well. For sure. You know. Yeah, of course. Look like I work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, not really focus on a number. You know, not say, oh, get down to 240. Right. But just, you know, see see where we're at week week after week. And as long as the numbers are going up, then keep going. Sure. Um, after I found, found out that there was another surgery, we talked again, and we were like, all right, let's just keep doing Let's just keep going right. until the surgery, and then... You know, then the plan is to go back up the other way. Did you say when the surgery is set for yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, I have an MRI on Monday, um, and then doctors gonna kind of just go from there. Right. He's a um, he's a family friend. Okay. So he kind of we actually discussed this over drinks. Nice. About how you know the obviously the pros and cons about sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. But you know, he said that it needs to be done. Right. So it's kind of one of those things where you know. Even though it was a couple of bourbons deep, I was right. like, "All right, yeah, you probably know what you're talking about." <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Obviously, I don't want to be laid up again right, for right. you know two, two, three weeks. But it he, is what he it understands is. what your ultimate goal is. Yeah, right? I mean, he so. knows. He's familiar with you know what I do, right? And was just kind of like, just listen to me, and you know, hopefully, this is the last time we have to do this. Yeah. 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 So it's you know to the point where every so often, like I build up momentum training wise where everything's going well but then it's like all right time for another surgery right you know now you can't do anything for a month because you got to let everything heal yeah is it like sewing two pieces of meat together type thing no well the original the original surgery was when they reconnected it um they kind of just screwed it in i'm like robocop with Damn. like right. screws and stuff in there right but all the other ones were kind of just cutting me open and looking for stuff right looking for whatever is causing the infection so mm. I wish it was that easy of like just sewing something together yeah, at this yeah. point, but it's not. So they just cut open a hole and dig. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, it's great. Fuck. It's awesome. The only good thing is the painkillers after the fact. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. That'll back you up. Which New Jersey, is, New Jersey is plagued by that right now. Yeah, so don't do We're drugs. We're talking about responsible use as it relates to your, <laughs> your injury. 
Take, take your drugs responsibly. Yes. Don't do drugs. Take your drugs responsibly. Yes. <laughs> All right. So a perfect time to transition to how did you find your way to uh, educating our youth? Ooh. Ooh. Mentoring. Mentoring and educating. Role modeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that. Good, a, little good bit, a little bit of all those things. Good segue. <laughs> um, I started after after college. I kind of got on the train and was like, oh, I'll go work in, in I, finance. I remember in the city. that. Yeah, I remember that. Absolutely miserable. Okay. Worst year ever. Um, but luckily, while I was in the city, um, an opportunity presented itself to open up you know, another gym. And through that was like my first real contact with you know, younger athletes. And that's kind of where the idea kind of sparked. Um, then while I was, you know, finishing up in the city, I went, got my, you know, took a couple classes, did what I needed to do. And then an oppor- another opportunity presented itself to coach. Um, and with coaching comes teaching. So it's kind of, um, all the pieces really aligned in, I would say probably like a two month span where I quit the finance job in the city and a teaching job opened up. And, you know, I've been doing that for... Dude, the commuting alone is probably the oh, most miserable It was the thing. worst thing ever. And, you know, there were times where I was waking up and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this for the next 40 years. Like, that's fuck that. Like no. That, that, that that's sounds... not for me. I can't sit in a cube all day and, you know, put on a tie that doesn't fit. And, <laughs> um, you know, yes, sir, no, sir. Was it a boiler of, room kind of situation? No, I wish. That would have at least been cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can you forget the TPS report? No, no, you can't forget your TPS reports, Joe. Um, What classes are you teaching now? I teach accounting. I teach finance. And I actually have a class this year. It's called athletic coaching. Wow. So it kind of fits in perfect with, you know, the obviously coaching here, but also coaching football and wrestling stuff too. So, um where are you teaching? Uh, you, I because I know you were doing high school, mm-hmm. and the, but then you this this summer you were at William Patterson. Be. That yeah. was actually just a just for a week. Oh, okay, um, all those kids were actually high school kids. Okay. that you met, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they were just from different high schools all uh, over okay. all over the state. Cool. That just wanted some like an extra class, right? Um, so that opportunity just kind of like presented itself yeah, over yeah, the, yeah. during the year, and cool. I was like, yeah, sure, like. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, give me something to do over the summer. Of course. But um currently teaching uh, at Fort Lee. Okay. Uh, I've been there. This will be my fourth year there. Do you oh, plan yeah. on um, staying at the high school level? Like, what's, like how do you see, like, you know, um, the next few years? I just took my administrator's test. Okay. So, you know, you can call me Principal D if yeah, you want. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> hey. Oh. Hey. Uh, so that's, that's good, a- though. It's, I, I feel like those are the kind of role models and, you know, all jokes aside, right? Those are the kind of role models that you know young kids young men need to sort of look up to the idea that you know as opposed to your teacher or your guidance counselor or your principal being some stiff or some dude yeah. you can't relate to can't you know can't relate to you doesn't understand anything you're going through doesn't know you know so far detached from the the doesn't American, know anything right. that's going on right exactly that's yeah, a, no, it's a big and, deal and that's what i kind of like i bring it to my classroom sure. kind of like yeah, you're learning about accounting, you're learning about finance, but it's like life, right. like life class. And here's why it's relevant. And here's why. Here's yeah. why you need to know this stuff, but also like the stuff that, the not school stuff, like working hard and getting your stuff done and not being a total jerk off kind right. of kind of deal because sure. that's what kids today need to know. Like yeah. they need to know how to how to work hard and not expect things to be handed to them and not be a jerk off. What you were saying about accounting, and I remember Sko saying to me back in the day, right, just the thought that like uh, how come you don't get out of high school and you know all of these obvious 
like, like skills that you need taxes, to exist in the world. Taxes, open yeah, a bank about, account, mortgage, apply for a job. How to get a mortgage. What these are means. these are stuff that you need to know. You need to know like immediately, or the world's gonna yeah. fucking crush you. <laughs> we should be teaching kids that when they're fucking ten. Yeah, and you that's know? what that's what I focus on because awesome. like that stuff that practical, practical shit, yeah. practical shit. That yeah. You need to know Credit how to open card up. Debt. You need, yeah, you need to know what debt is. You need to know like yeah. how to yeah. open up a checking account, yeah. Yeah. stuff like that. A where mortgage, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I don't need. To, I don't give a shit about you know physics or right, right. unless I'm going to go be a scientist. Right, of course, of course. That train passed. Right, right, right. So it's at least that. it's at least as important. Yeah, like, yeah if, it should. If, it should get equal time. Yeah, right. and it doesn't. It gets and none. Again, yeah. you know that's why. Well, that, and that's it, right? Like, uh, I'm all for the sciences and the humanities. Of course, stuff, 100%. But, but, you know, the idea that you're going to have that stuff, you know, which is, you know, to have knowledge is a wonderful thing. And the more knowledge you have, I think, the, the, better, better, the, better, off the better off you but are. But at exactly. the same time, if you if you have all of this knowledge that's sort of about these intangible things and then the, the real practical shit that you need to know every day in yeah. your life, you're not being equipped then with credit card debt. You're yeah. not being equipped with yeah. that stuff. You know, you should be 18 years old and have a grasp of that. Yeah, those things, at least you know? an idea. Of course. At least an idea. And, there, and, you know, there's a lot of people that you run into now that are, you know, around my age where they're like, I don't know how, you know, how my taxes work. Sure. I don't know why I work this many hours and don't get paid this. Right, yeah. right. Like, you're 30 years old. You should probably know yeah, about that. Course. You should probably know yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Um, For sure. But, you know, I think that the more, the more, even younger kids, you know, high school or younger, understand life skills like that, the better off they're going to be. If you had a piece of advice for, you know, a young, a young dude, it could be related to lifting or just life in general, success in life in general. What would you, what would you tell him? What, is, what has served you well over the years? That no matter what is presented to you, that you have to work hard. And that could be applied to any... Oh, look at that. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> that could be applied you to any correct. situation, any person, any you know, walk of life, lifting, sports, in school. You know. Begin it from the premise of hard work. Yeah. And, you know... Nothing, especially the idea that nothing's going to get handed to you, right. and nobody gives a shit whether or not you are your valedictorian or oh, you flunk for sure. out. For sure, you know. Yes, That's people people say they care, but in the grand scheme of things, if one kid doesn't graduate, then you know, yeah. right. That's it. Right. So if you if you have your own back more than anybody else, then you know it's only going to benefit you. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Do you find that? Uh how do you find like the, the younger generation compares to well how old are you by the way? Twenty nine. Oh jeez, man. Jeez. So we're, I'm an old man. <laughs> uh, how do Stop you feel it. that like no the ageism kids, on this show? How do you feel like <laughs> the young kids are like they receptive to that? To, you know, I I hear a lot of shit. I see a lot on social media. People complaining about young kids and millennials and the younger generation and everything. And it kinda like pisses me off. I feel like people of my age, I'm in my late thirties, like have a short memory. What an asshole you were! I was like, well, what assholes we were! What they people were saying about us—the oh same shit that we're gonna ruin the fucking world, like all that kind of shit. And a, I, a lot I of time, really unjustly. Like I remember, just like um, cops breaking your balls or yeah. people judging you by what you look like and whatnot. And I used to think to myself, I'm one of the fucking good guys. Yeah, you I'm asshole. one of the good ones. And that, you know? and that, like I don't buy it. Like I see young kids right now, and I feel like that they're like more aware of the world in a lot of ways than my generation was at that age. What's your assessment? Like, what do you see? Yeah, you from see the it kids? up close to person yeah. all the time. I see both sides of it. Yeah, you see the the kid who really wants to, you know, be the best they can be and work hard, and yeah. you know, isn't looking for handouts and does what does what he or she needs to do. Yep. And you see them succeed because they have all the opportunities. 
Yeah. Right. We live in a, you know, a very affluent area where if you need some kind of help, you know, you have the luxury of going out and getting it. Right. Yeah. Um, so there is opportunity to be successful, but then the opposite side of it is the kid who wants everything handed to them and not, you know, and not do anything for it. Yeah. Um, and you see both of it, but I'm, I got to go out on a limit. It was probably like that, you Always. know, five, 10, 15, 20, 30 yeah. years ago right. too. Yeah. So, you know, social media doesn't help because everyone has a voice, but not everyone's voice is intelligent. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, people, no can, vetting process. <laughs> people can say dumb shit all they want yeah, yeah, yeah. and make yeah. their, you know, their quote unquote generation look stupid. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, sure. But, you know, you can go in, into any school and find kids now who are, you know, way more intelligent than, you know, people give them credit for. So you don't think there's like a... Uh, <laughs> A crisis with young kids, think, a lack of character in comparison to I think generations it, you know, past. It's, it's the same like it is in any generation. Yeah, I think the um, same. Way. You know, you have your you have your bad eggs that kind of shine a bad light on yep. you know the generation as a whole, <laughs> um, or you know the ones who who go to social media and say dumb shit and make you know make the whole group of people look dumb. Yeah. Um, but then you have the other ones who are you know doing great things and. They kind of get overshadowed by all the dumb shit that's going oh. on right now. Oh. I uh, it's want to point out that you were the innovator of something, making a, a sh sharp right turn here in this conversation. You're the first guy to mix all three flavors of vice in one. Oh, it's so DJ. good. It's so good. The trilogy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like a fruit punch experience. It is. It is. Yeah. It was... Um, Good. It's so it seems so obvious. You Everybody's think. mixing two flavors. Everyone's mixing Those two. Like, I was like, well, have you you've done all three, right? And I'm like, oh, that can be done. Oh yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> do, I, do I? How do, do I do this? Do I do I need like a, a certificate or a you master need to master that, bi that biology degree? <laughs> that's what that I chemistry. Need. That's what that's I need. That's mentoring, right and there. A, uh, lab coat. Lab coat. Oh, I should walk around in a lab coat. That'd be great. Ooh. Big guy in a lab coat. Big guy in a lab coat. It won't button on my neck though, so it's okay. Yeah, no, I was just kind of messing around one day, and I was like, well, this and this go, this and this go. Why not all three? Well, that's right. So Why not all three? Yeah, so do it. Why, Try it. Why be normal? Why be normal? Do something <laughs> fucked up, and you, you know, think, things, good things will happen. Figure something out. So Where'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the motto of Bergen County Barbos, why be normal? But for real, though, like, for real. Like, there is something to be said, right, for people wanting to like fit in and i get it you know we're like a tribal society safe. right we've talked it's about safe. it it's yeah. safe it's safe it's a safe space it's to safe. be in the but man to just be like everybody else it, it's boring it's just it's boring and it's just it's the a worst fate. fucking oh. possible fate man. imagine that on your tombstone it was he, like it was he, just like everyone else, else. the know? worst oh, fucking man. oh that's no. in my obituary kill me now just the same like everybody else you know no, I, I want to make my own unique fucking mistakes. Yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? Like, exactly, exactly. I'd rather fuck Far up in such a unique way. They're like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. man. I didn't even know you could I didn't fuck know you up could like do that. that. Then, yeah, then, then nail it. In. Yeah. But I no. said, you know, uh, go ahead. Chris. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was going to say that, but you know, also uh, standing out for whatever reason, right? Because you think differently, because you act differently, you carry yourself a different way, carry yourself to a higher standard, whatever that is, right? Achieve on a different level. Um, treat people differently, whatever. It puts a bullseye on your back too, though, right? Like people, people notice you for better and worse, right? I love when people talk shit. <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> it doesn't bother me one bit. Like, la like ladies in the parking lot. Ladies in the parking lot <laughs> talking shit to people. Dirt Malone about to throw down. Throw down, flipping <laughs> trucks. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, 
some people let it bother them, whether people are talking shit for good or bad. But if you're doing the best that you can and it pisses people off, then fuck them. It says more about them. Yeah, exactly. It makes them look like shitheads. It happens. And it and it, it you happens know all the time. It happens all the time. Everyone, Better to know. <laughs> everyone thinks they're, you know, the shit don't stink and they carry themselves like, you know, like that. And yeah. you see them and you're like, oh, I don't even want to, you know, I don't, I don't even want to talk to you. Like, yeah. you're a jerk off, bro. Yeah. Get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And not, only, and not only that too, right? <laughs> and that, right. And then that bad energy, right? Like, not only would I never want to fit in and be just like everybody else, right? But, the other thing I would never want to be right is to for people to see me like hating on other people online or like saying how oh, I, I don't like this person or that person or talking shit on this person or that person or like, you know, somebody goes through something and somebody makes a bad decision. Somebody ends up, you know, caught up in whatever. Right. And you're the guy online who's talking shit and you look like an rev- asshole reveling in their talking fucking misfortune. shit attracts shit yeah shit into your life for sure it like pulls it into your fucking like suddenly you're gonna look around and be like why the fuck do i hate everything yeah yeah you know it's okay to be too good for some shit you know yeah i'm too good to get caught up talking shit online about some dude or some ball player or some fucking dude i used to know or beyonce or some shit it's like dude hold yourself to a fucking higher standard what the fuck I just don't care. For sure. I, I don't care. I have too much other shit yeah. going on that I need to worry about some asshole doing some stupid shit online. I don't care. Yeah. It, it doesn't bother me. Unless it directly involves me, my family, or my friends, it, I don't care. Yep. Boom. Amen. <laughs> I like this gym you got going on here. Oh, yeah? real give, us a little, give us the tour for the listeners. It's a real gym. All right, so Virtual tour you here. Can, you can stand in one place and see the whole gym. <laughs> Not the wrong almost touch the walls. You can almost <laughs> touch all four walls at one time. <laughs> no, no. Um, so we got our monolift that has seen many of big squats, backed by a enormous American flag, yeah, which very we, patriotic. We are very, very patriotic. We're very um, patriotic in here. We've had numerous vets um, come in and train, um, train with me um, over the years, and you know. Appreciate what they do, obviously. Absolutely. Um, two deadlift platforms, uh, a whole bunch of weight, obviously, I would hope. Um, two racks, competition bench, some dumbbells. There's a human over there. There's a human. There's a human. Large human. He says hello. Um, and our record board, you know? And that's that's it. That's a chalk basin. A chalk. There is a chalk <laughs> basin with ammonia in it. Yes, chalk is. Uh, the use of chalk is uh, is allowed. Is endorsed. It is, is endorsed. It is um, encouraged. Noise is okay. It really pisses off the massage place upstairs. But uh, you know, I'm sure that's it's, uh, what they're happens. looking for tranquility. They're, yeah. And well, they're, if that lady that, who was get, talking shit is going there, then that place sucks. <laughs> They're looking himself. for like tranquility in the day spa upstairs and Delafay is dropping 8.15. Well, that's what happens level. when you open up a massage place over a powerlifting gym. Good point. It's not an Atlantic City kind of massage it's place. It's tough right? to get a I, You know what? I've never been in. <laughs> can't say for sure. It's I can't tough say to get for sure. I don't even know what that means. I don't but. even know. I just know that there's massage places in AC that... <laughs> It's tough to get a happy ending with three dudes going for a PR. Fucking. <laughs> hey, you never know. That may get people going. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I, I to smoke judge? Too I'm not gonna, I'm Who am I to judge? I don't want to hate. Live and let no live. No right? <laughs> No, but if I lived around here, I'd come here. You got everything you freaking need, you need, man. All you need. I see there's a dumbbell rack over there. Accessory. There's character. Well-appointed dumbbell rack. Um, the bare we, essentials. Yeah. I mean, we got... Everything Plenty we need Plenty of to. the bare essentials and, and good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, we put a lot of stuff in this little room. Sure. Um, a lot of stuff. Yep. And it's not, you know, 
frilly. You're not going to come in here and get a smoothie and no. see some old guy's balls in the shower. But uh, Fuck them out. <laughs> right, well, you lost, you you lost got, your You guys probably do shit outside too, right? Like sleds and stuff? Um, we actually get yelled at. Oh, really? Uh, I can imagine. Town. Nah, fuck them. Dermot Malone already got Let's yelled at. It. Yeah, I mean. So imagine yeah, I mean, that. <laughs> imagine that, but you're, you're, you're shoving 350 pounds across a parking lot. But yeah, we get yelled at all the time. Um, you know, it is what it is. We're well, like you were saying, there's like a, it's kind of on the uh, outskirts of, or, you know, on the edges of a very affluent community, North Jersey outside of New York City. So, yeah. you know, there's, you get, there's a lot of people. But who, we crossed over, then I saw like the barbecue spot up there. I'm like, all right, oh, now, it's we're, so good. now we're in the right spot. The barbecue spot's <laughs> now, good. Yeah, it looks That's good. a very frequented yeah. place I after, can imagine, after long squat sessions on I Saturday. Right before high school buckle. So, right, yeah. so... <laughs> So you guys don't necessarily fit in. No, no. Everyone. Every, that's um, dope. That's a good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it works out for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I like it doesn't that. bother that's me. That's why one we're bit. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're actually in the process of trying to figure out, um, you know, find a new home, just because we don't want to deal with the bullshit. Sure, sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it was looking like we actually found a a CrossFit gym. Ooh, nice. Bad. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, whatever. But whatever people lift weights. No, they are not your typical. Sure. You know. And they were very you can't open. Paint different. anybody by it with a broad brush. No, you know? no, you can't. And they were very open to it. Um, they they do a lot of the powerlifting movements. So they were kind of like, yeah, this is awesome. This sounds great, kind of deal. So it's looking like we may be moving in there, um, just to you know get away from this bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Man. Well, we appreciate yeah. you taking us in and the hospitality and showing us the gym and yeah. doing the first remote squad cast. I love it. I love it. I love being the first. Yeah, it's amazing. It's good to be first. Pass my, pat, pat myself on the ass. That's right. <laughs> on your own ass. So uh, I guess we're going to wrap it up. We'll have we're some gonna snacks. Have some we're going to eat these snacks. We're going to have some vice. We're going to have Oreo, some snacks. Oreo, Oreo, Rice Krispie Treat. All three flavors of ice mixed together with yes, Oreo, Rice Krispies. He's the brains. He's the looks. And I just came for the snacks. Hey. And I'm just going to deadlift, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's, right. he's the muscle. That sounds like a squad cast to me. All right, fellas. <laughs> and on that note. On that note, we out. Peace. We out. Peace. <laughs>